the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. One person has been killed, seven wounded in a shooting early Sunday at an outdoor festival in eastern Oklahoma. Witnesses say an argument apparently preceded the gunfire. And authorities in Tennessee say six people have been wounded during exchange of gunfire in a downtown Chattanooga business district. One person reportedly has been detained. President Biden and the First Lady have visited families of the children killed Tuesday in the school massacre in Texas. And search teams have now found the bodies of three missing boaters that after two motorboats collided on a Georgia River Saturday, that brings the death toll in the crash to five. Authorities do say four other people were injured. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees the left using another crisis. What happened here is simple and straightforward. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. They're using it. The bodies haven't been buried. And the attack in Buffalo is being exploited, is being perverted for political purposes. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, you're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Father's Day is Sunday, June 19th. So skip the coffee mugs, baseball caps, and ties this year and win your dad the ultimate Father's Day gift, a free full hunt family membership from the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. Drop by am1280thepatriot.com to sign up. 89 degrees today with thunderstorms on the way, a high of 91 tomorrow with more thunderstorms rolling in. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. 
Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a follow or a like if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Facebook page as well. So you have another comment section where you can weigh in with your thoughts and questions, opinions, what have you. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you are enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. Have a uh, safe and holiday, everybody. And remember, all gave some, but some gave all. And those who pay the ultimate price, that's obviously who we're focusing on tomorrow as we uh, commemorate Memorial Day. Well, folks, as always, uh, we are honored to welcome uh, in studio longtime friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson. He, of course, is our resident expert in firearms and crisis management and is the founder of the organization Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. Peter, of course, has connections all over the country to law enforcement. One of the areas that Archway Defense specializes in is law enforcement officer training, particularly in active shooter training. That's very timely, obviously, with the tragedy that happened this past Tuesday in Uvalde, Texas, at Robb Elementary School, where 19 elementary school-aged children and two teachers were killed by a crazed gunman who, per our policy, we won't name. Uh, we don't give them any extra publicity, and media coverage does a great, commits grave errors when they do that because uh, the next one knows that it's the serendipity of their atrocities. Again, not blaming the media for mad, for spree killings, don't get me wrong here, but uh, we always love seeing Peter. Uh, unfortunately, it is a lot in the aftermath of tragic events that take place like a spree killing. So, Peter, good to see you, my friend. How are you? As always, sir. Thank you for having me. Doing good. So, I, uh, when I first heard of this Tuesday, you were the first person I reached out to and said, are you hearing anything? Do you have any contacts down there? And I know you would look into it. And it was actually, you were the first person who told me that there were atrocities. I think at the point, it was like 12 or 13. Sadly, ended up being 19 kids, two adults. A uh, lot of layers to this we're going to try to get to as many as possible and if not jacob can we invoke a third hour i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding as much as i'd like to uh <laughs> i don't i don't believe that's possible but i guess the first angle i'd like to go to this young man who committed these atrocities just turned 18 uh we talk about these spree killings we talk about you know parkland high school we talk about what happened in buffalo a couple of weeks ago uh we you know Talk about various Santa Clara the San, Church, uh, Santa Ana, the church Santa there. Anna, pardon me. Yeah, um, the vast majority of these Santa Ana is an exception because it was an older gentleman. But the vast majority of these, it seems like these spree killings, high profile ones, are committed by young men. And again, we're no psychologists, but I have to wonder how do young men get to the point in their lives where they feel like. There's no hope. They feel so much in despair. There's no hope. They're going to go out. Guns ablazing, pun intended. And I know that I'm going to wind up the rest of my life in jail, in a sane asylum, or dead. I don't care anymore. How do, how do they get to that point, Peter? Honestly, I think, and again, not a psychologist, but what we have seen across the country is a form of nihilism that has been deeply rooted now in the youth of nothing matters, everything's relative. It's, quote, your truth. So if you're experiencing truth, yeah. your truth, and that even goes to the uh, this specific attacker's mother who said i believe and i don't want to misquote so because that's dangerous let me actually quote her it's pretty bad she said in an interview quote he had reasons for doing what he did please don't judge him i'm trying to think, i'm trying to fathom what those reasons were and how i i don't want to say that i and we don't hear 
the tone of her voice, but yeah. that almost sounds like a justification well, or, it, it's, or rationalization of any, not a justification, but a rationalization. It almost. screams of moral moral relative moral relativism to me. Yeah. Um, where it's we we've heard, and I'm not associating this attacker with it, but we've heard the concept of my truth. Well, there is no my truth. I have an opinion. You have an opinion, and then there are facts. Right. That's that's it. There's not a whole lot in between, but. The danger is when we don't have a moral truth that killing innocent kids in a school is fundamentally wrong. Right. There, there's no negotiation over that. That is morally wrong. But if if truth doesn't exist, we go down a slippery slope where one could rationalize that their truth would allow them to right. to engage in those actions, just like the uh, attacker in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, and I'm glad you brought that up because you talk about there is no justification uh, for really shooting anybody dead outside of self-defense, which is, as my colleague Mitch Berg points out, very legally circumscribed. You know, there has to be a strong legal case to kill, even kill someone in self-defense. You still have to make Correct. that case. That being said, there, I mean, the chanting points, they're almost predictable. You can almost write them. What's, what's always predictable is in the aftermath of a national tragedy, people politicizing it, literally, and I do mean literally, before the bodies are cold. And one of the chanting points we hear is like, well, you talk about your Second Amendment rights, right to own a firearm, law-abiding citizens, what that. What about our right not to get shot? And that's just such a facile argument. As my Again, Mitch has uh, been on this quite a bit this past week. Uh, that's a kind of emotional log-rolling, and again, I'm quoting Mitch, that if you use that, in an argument with your spouse, it would be tantamount to psychological abuse. No one suggests that there's a right to kill children. What we are suggesting is that there is a way to keep rights intact while trying to prevent the next atrocity. But yet, unfortunately, Peter, no one wants to seem to entertain any of those suggestions if it falls short of gun control. And that's the the lie of the argument is that it is an argument. It's it's not a debate. It's not an argument. It's not a conversation they want to have. It's a idealistic view that if they just get rid of this one evil object, the firearm, that is, mm-hmm. that the world will be a utopian society. Well, let's look at uh, London. Obviously, Stab City is doing really well these time, this time of year. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, the first offensive edged weapon ever uncovered on Earth was in modern day Turkey about 3,000 years before Christ. So we have about 5,000 years of documented armed conflict, people killing people, 5,000 years. What is it about in our lifetime that we're going to remove that element of mankind where no one would ever try to kill another human being when we have 5,000 years of history to tell us the opposite? Yeah, obviously the uh, immediate calls in this in this aspect are for gun control. You know, say we need, we need gun safety, common sense gun. I mean, there are all sorts of buzzwords. We'll cover them here. Common sense gun laws. Well, you know, Steve Kerr, the video that went viral, Steve Kerr, head basketball coach, the Golden State Warriors. Again, I said in my show preview, I give Steve Kerr a lot of grace because when his father was president of American University in Beirut, Lebanon, back in 1984, was shot in the back of the head in cold blood by a couple of perpetrators who I don't think they ever caught. Or if they did, they never said why they did what they did. So I understand Steve's perspective on gun violence. But getting up there, shaking and pounding your fists, saying, do something. There's 50 Republicans blocking this. Do something. No one ever seems to say what to do. And I'm almost to the point, like, okay, 
we'll do something. And if we do something and the next spree killing takes place, which sadly inevitably will because you can't legislate away evil, what are you going to say? Well, we, at least we did something. Wasn't that all you asked for? At least we did something. I mean, that would sound absurd. That would sound insensitive. So these calls for do something, we know what that's a euphemism for. It's gun control. Yeah. It's it's not do something to actually make the situation better, to reduce the chances of kids dying at school. It's not to help keep people alive. Heaven forbid a situation happens. It's simply an ideological push and using the bodies of dead, innocent kids as their megaphone for it, which is disgusting to say the least. Yes. Yeah. I Another one is uh, we hear this all. I mean, we hear this all the time. Say we need to uh, get, they want to say they want to get rid of certain guns. You know, they, they, it's almost like they give you permission. Well, no one's coming for your guns. Will you, you can keep a, you can keep a handgun. Well, gee, isn't that nice? Giving me permission to, to well, hang out of my, rights. but this is where it breaks my mind even more. You're a data guy. I'm a number guy and a data guy. Uh, the number of mass killings, statistically it's handguns mm-hmm. are used disproportionately more than any other firearm. Right. But they never talk about handguns because they need to start with the big bad AR-15 or assault weapon, air quote, first. And then they can work their way back. Right. What is it? Now, this is a nice segue. The one thing that another buzz phrase, buzzword, we always see, nobody needs an AR-15. Nobody needs an assault rifle. Uh, Yeah, clear the air. What is an AR-15? People think it mistakenly means assault rifle. Well, number one, that's not what it means. And what is an AR-15, and why is it that is it such a boogeyman? Is, is it Are people misinformed? Do they think that that's used in all atrocities? To your point, it's not? No. Uh, what's an, first of all, let's clear the air. What is an AR-15? So an AR-15 was designed by a guy named Eugene Stoner, and it's, what, 50, 60 years old now, the design. Uh, for the most part, it fires a two twenty three or five five six round interchangeably. Two two three is point two two three caliber, which is just slightly bigger than a twenty two. Because it's a twenty-two is point two two. Yep. Two two three is point two two three. So it's what three hundredths of an inch bigger than a twenty-two caliber, and it has more powder behind it. Um, it was a civilian offshoot of the M sixteen, which is a full auto military rifle. It AR fifteens are semi-auto, which means when you press the trigger, one actuation of the trigger, one round is fired. It is a semi-auto rifle. It's a modern sporting rifle. Um, some call it the modern musket because it's ubiquitous, just as muskets were ubiquitous in the time of the writing. Uh, obviously, we have a situation like we had down in Uvalde. Now, this is we'll get into some of the circumstances, the res- law enforcement response, because, I mean, you can't be a human being with a soul and read that and feel good about the response. And again, Peter, I know you've got friends in law enforcement literally all over the country, but. No one can excuse what happened. So we'll certainly get to that uh, component of it in a little bit. But the one thing that frustrates me is just the knee-jerk emotional reactions. Because inevitably, the demagoguery that happens in the aftermath of a shooting, had they waited 48 hours, they would have realized the things that they are saying are not at all relevant to this tragedy. Correct. But there's never any retraction. There's never any backtrack. There's never any apology. Well, sorry, got caught up. Heat of the moment, yada, yada, yada. And you know what? I have, my wife and I have good friends uh, who have children that age. And when they came out and said, oh, my God, I'm afraid to take my kids to school, you could immediately, the instinct might be, come on. 
this is one school out of how many hundreds of thousands. The odds are very, very low. But that's not helpful. Nope. So we give parents a pass. I get that. It's kids their age, innocent, being shot. But the problem is we can't wait 48 hours for all the facts to come out because in the initial facts are never correct. Yeah, generally speaking, uh, I mean, we were texting as it was happening. And the way I was able to get so much information so quickly that was, re- as you saw, relatively accurate, even with the time, was we do a ton of training down in Texas. We've trained a, a large number of law enforcement um, but more importantly, I actually had law enforcement officers that were physically responding to that school mm. who I was talking to. Okay. So the information was coming back a little cleaner because I was getting it directly from on the ground, not from a social media or a news outlet or a politician. Okay. Um, but even then, we were still cautious. You would always see me say, allegedly, this is this is what's coming out allegedly yet to be confirmed. So until we can confirm it, we're not saying anything. Yeah, I never breathed a word of anybody. That was very, very, very confidential. Well, uh, obviously, when we talk about the weaponry that was used in this, I mean, you could use a simple six-shooter and commit similar atrocities given the response time of this. Yeah, that was probably the biggest scandal of this particular spree killing is the response time of Uvalde law enforcement. Just even more sickening, more tragedy. Shouldn't have happened, didn't have to happen. And I think that is what is the most heartbreaking about this. So, yeah, a lot more to get to. And we'll be able to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson in studio with our resident expert in firearms and crisis management, Peter Johnson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Realize what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. 
And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Talking about the horrific tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, Rob Elementary School, nineteen school age children and two teachers. Uh, were killed. Just an awful, awful tragedy. Uh, when and, and again, what we can maybe talk about this aspect of it later on. We may not get to it. I don't know. But you, it evoked images of uh, Sandy Hook Elementary School, Newtown, Connecticut, where I think there was 20 children killed. Uh, we talked then, the shooter then talked about the mental health issues. Here it is almost 10 years later, and we're still talking about this. Um, seems to me not enough has been done. I, I don't think that's a uh, that's that, that is understating it quite a bit. But we may get to that component of it. We may not. But obviously, to address the chanting points that always come out after this in the aftermath, Peter Johnson is, of course, the calls for gun control. You know, as we alluded to, the AR-15 is the big boogeyman. We got to ban AR-15s. Nobody needs AR-15s. Yada yada yada. Um, and the people who call for these gun bans, particularly those uh, in government, we brought up, didn't seem to have a whole lot of problem arming citizens in another country. Yeah, so uh, again, we're, we're, we have the same point. These these individuals that are bringing up these, quote, talking points, they're disingenuous at best, but it's if if it wasn't so serious, it'd be laughable. These are the same people that had no problem handing over billions of dollars worth of weapon systems to the Taliban, an actual... Tor- terrorist organization yeah, yeah. to include not AR-15 semi-auto, full-auto belt-fed machine guns, night vision, most modern weapons of actual war were handed over. And then at the very same moment, spending money to arm the citizens of another country with AR-15s and full-auto weapons and tow missiles and javelin missiles and switchback missiles, actual weapons of war. These same people who are calling to disarm American law-abiding American citizens are the same ones sending literally and literally billions of dollars worth of actual weapons of war to foreign countries. These people aren't serious. And by not serious, you can't be a serious human being and hold those two thoughts to both be true. Right. So the 
then we come back to, okay, if we got rid of all AR-15s for the sake of argument, what would happen? Well, what was the single biggest um, massacre at a school in the U.S.? Sandy Hook or Columbine, Virginia Tech? Which one was it? Columbine? No, it was the Bath School. Bath School in Michigan. Nobody ever talks about it. I'd say I'm not uh, familiar with that myself. May 18th, 1927, about 95 years ago. Oh, my 45 God. kids were killed okay. with a vehicle bomb. Okay. 58, wow. if I'm not mistaken, were injured. Nobody talks about it because it's it would change the narrative of the AR-15 did not exist when those 45 kids were killed and right. the 58 were injured. Right. They weren't anywhere near there. So- well, well, how did that happen? The worst school massacre in American history happened in 1927 mm. with zero AR-15s, okay. zero handguns, zero, quote, weapons of war, because a guy drove a car bomb into a school. So you're telling me someone who has uh, evil thoughts and evil intent are still going to commit atrocities despite not having the weaponry that is uh, being demagogued, Peter Johnson? Going back to that 5,000 years of armed conflict. Yeah, right. Evil is real. Well, and, and again, the the focus on the weapon is is the wrong thing because again, we can't emphasize enough from the first nine one one call to when the shooter was eventually uh, taken out was close to an hour. I mean, if you have a basic six shooter and plenty of ammunition, you can commit the same kind of atrocities. So we, with that in mind, we focus on the law enforcement response aspect to this there was a timeline that came out and it was very clear as that official timeline came out that law enforcement officials weren't forthright particularly with the governor of texas governor abbott who rightly so was furious that he felt like he was misled so with that in mind uh i guess the obvious question is law enforcement that shows up there's an active shooter first of all i guess let's start from the very beginning as you know it this shooter Apparently at about 11.28, he, after shooting his grandmother, did she pass away? I believe she's still in critical. I don't know if she's passed. So the shooter uh, fled in the pickup truck, crashed it outside the elementary school. Correct. Witnesses at a funeral home across the street say he was firing at them with a rifle. So he was already firing outside the school. Correct. Which would be enough to invoke a 911 call, which I'm Uh, assuming happened. About 150 yards away from the door that he entered. Okay. Roughly. So and and people, so people are saying, "Well, you uh, you, you uh, Second Amendment advocates, you're calling for stronger school security, law enforcement, all these good guys with a gun, still didn't stop the shooter." And uh, and again, I would argue that that actually strengthens our case. We'll get to that in a little bit. But there was no resource officer. Is that correct? So the last I heard, there was not a school resource officer okay. on duty, or they weren't physically there. I don't know why they weren't there, whether it was a schedule or whatever, but that that's to be determined what happened there. Um, but the the attacker gained access through the school, which is a extremely disheartening data point, which was, I believe, confirmed by the Department of Public Safety that a teacher, about a minute before the shooting, propped open a door. Mm. And that's how it was a locked door propped open, and that's how he gained access to the school. So I, he just searched around until he found a door that was unlocked? Because well, it, it, There's a small, very short video of him entering the school. Okay. Um, and it appears he saw blatantly that the door was ajar. Okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, again... Horrific. Uh, you, you don't... You don't. Uh, 
this is a small town. I think I've read somewhere it was about a mile wide. You don't expect something like this. Certainly law enforcement, um, I don't want to say they were ill-prepared because there was just an active shooter training that took place right in Uvalde, I think, a few weeks earlier. About a month before, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they were ill-prepared or not, but certainly you don't anticipate something like this happening. But at the same time, you would hope they would be trained on the small infinitesimal chance something like this does happen. Well, and then this is where the timeline, um, it starts getting a little bit disheartening is because the officers actually did get in the school within about three, three and a half, four minutes, give or take. So that from a 911 response time, that's relatively, quote, good. Yeah. But from the national average, if you want right. to look up national average 911 response, that's pretty quick to get inside the building. The problem was... Once they got in the building, uh, someone in leadership from the local police department gave the instructions to hold and treat it as a barricaded suspect because the attacker was in room 111 and 112. Okay. Um, So they shift their tactics and held, and it got to the point where I believe 19, uh, we'll say 12 plus officers were physically in the school holding trying to breach a metal door, outswinging metal door. They didn't have pry bars on them. They didn't have uh, breaching shotguns, et cetera. And that's where everything broke down. At that moment when when whoever gave the order, and we don't know who that was yet, we're not certain of it yet. There's rumors, but we're not going to say that. Somebody gave the order to hold in the hallway and treat it like a barricade suspect, try to get the SWAT team out, which has a lot more gear, to get in the school. Well, after a while, multiple 911 calls coming from inside the school with hearing shots fired, teacher saying, I have, I believe, nine alive in my classroom, a kid calling in, whispering to 911, please send the police right now. This was probably 30-plus minutes after entering the school. Then the timeline gets to the point where the BORTAC officers, which is a uh, border protection, border patrol, pardon me, the border patrol, kind of like a SWAT team, and I've shot with some of their guys down in Arizona. Very good. They decided to disregard the local PD's orders, and they breached the room themselves. And that's what ultimately stopped the shooting. Uh, and that's where the famous photo uh, of the Bortak officer who got shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, uh, I did see that. But he, he was able to keep up with the mission, and they solved the problem. Once again, we are joined by Peter Johnson, our resident expert in firearms crisis management, uh, breaking down the Uvalde, Texas shooting. A lot more layers to cover. We'll get to as many as we can. And, uh, Vincent, if there's any way you can hold during the break, we'll take your phone call when we come back, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of And I'm the proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. At AM1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Hugh Hewitt's views on energy. A uh, new marker yesterday gas has hit. $4 a gallon in all 50 states. In California, $6.29 a gallon for regular. You know, yesterday, Joe Biden invoked the Defense Production Act for baby formula to make it easier to make baby formula. I think he should invoke the Defense Production Act to make uh, more gasoline. Did anyone ask him that in the press corps? I'll ask Michael share that. You know, they, they, it was a big deal, the DNP, uh, the, DP, uh, the DPA, Defense Production Act for baby formula. Why not the DPA for gasoline? Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Hosts, and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Continuing our discussion with Peter Johnson, our resident firearms and crisis management expert, talking about the horrific school shooting down in Uvalde, Texas. We do want to get to Vincent's call real quick uh, before we move on. Uh, Vincent St. Paul. Vincent, I appreciate your patience. Aloha. Uh, talking about weapons overseas, don't forget Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, they got a few a few million dollars of weapons. Billions. At least, uh, yeah. Billions. <laughs> yeah, $80 million or something. Uh, number one, the Texas killer. Where was he born? Number two, number two on that question, sir. He was a sophomore. I mean, eighteen years old. He was a senior, a uh, sophomore. When I was eighteen, I was a senior. So, well, so was I. Uh, I know. So they say he's a sophomore. So, I, yeah, you know, that I don't know. I don't know the. You know, where was he born? And that there, what's going on? That's all. Yeah. Thanks, Vincent. I'm, yep. I'm not sure where he was born. Um, I don't know how that's relevant, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah, the one question that kept coming up is like, okay, he just turned 18. And this is another thing. All of the things that they're talking about, expanded background checks and this. He passed a background check. However, he was known to law enforcement, Peter Johnson. So I guess the obvious question is there were signs there. How did they get missed? 
Um, the, to say there were signs there is is a probably the understatement of the century. Uh, one of his he worked at Wendy's allegedly in in the local town, and one of the coworkers re, uh, talked to the New York Times. The New York Times reported, Business Insider reported also that the coworker named him or gave him a nickname of quote school shooter because of Yikes. uh massively aggressive, intimidating, tried to pick fights with coworkers, threatened to shoot up Wendy's, threatened to shoot up schools. That to say that, oh, people are snapping and there were no way we could never have seen this one coming. Literally his nickname at work was school shooter. Uh-huh. His actual nickname at work was school shooter. Again, this disingenuous conversation of somehow it's the object they never talk like that when the vehicle rammed all those innocent kids in the parade. They never talk about that when uh, the bomb was the problem or the pressure cooker at Boston Marathon bombing. Right. They only blame the object when it's a firearm. Right. That's the only time it comes out. Every other time they blame the terrorist, the driver, the attacker. But now it's, quote, gun violence, as in the gun itself is violent. The greatest opportunity to solve this problem is looking at those pre-assault indicators. And that's when we, you, you talk about we do training for law enforcement and uh, even corporations. Most of our work is actually on the pre-assault indicators, what happens before it uh, an attack happens. How can we mitigate violence before we ever get to that point? Because that's where you win. And by win, I mean stop the attack. Once it's already inside the school, once you're already shooting up, that's all the tactical stuff, which is you're just trying to save lives at that point. We hear a lot about uh, what some of the legislation that's bandied about. Uh, you know, there are already background checks. First of all, there's there's a lot of false information out there. I saw someone posted a cartoon where they were buying a gun in Claritin, and the clerk says, "Well, you need an ID to buy that Claritin," implying you don't need an ID to buy a gun, which is emphatically false. Again. You have to pass a background check. That being said, when people talk about universal background checks, expanded background checks. What do, how are we expanding upon the current background check system that's in place? So, the, what, Do you know what they mean by that? Uh, I don't even think they know what they mean by that. I don't truth, either. But truth I, be told. Yeah. Because, again, these people aren't serious. Uh, if they were serious, they'd actually look at what the process is to buy a firearm in the U.S. And when you buy a firearm, you have to buy it through an FFL, um, which is a federal firearms license, which is a gun shop. They have to have a license by the ATF. They have to be in business. Then when you go in, depending on the state, like Minnesota, you need a permit to purchase mm-hmm. or a permit to carry. And both of those require you to go to your local law enforcement office, sheriff or police department, and apply, pay for a fee, um, and have a background check done by them. Right. Then with that, you take your ID, government-issued ID, and a permit to carry or permit to purchase, go to a gun shop, fill out an ATF form 4473, which is a felony to lie on that form. Unless you're the son of the president. The unless States. you're Hunter Biden, yeah, who literally right. did that and has not been charged. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you're Hunter Biden, uh, it's a felony, 10 years in prison up to 200 and or $250,000 fine, I believe. And then they call that into an NCIC background check, a federal background check. So now you've had two background checks with your government-issued ID. And if you don't get an approval, you can't take the gun out that day. And obviously, you have to buy it on top of it. Well, but of course. These yeah. people who are saying universal background checks, they truly don't know what they mean by that, other than they need to restrict, find more ways to get it more convoluted to restrict the lawful owner, uh, lawful possession and acquisition of firearms. I mean, we've seen this before. The uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas shooter, church shooter, he had a felony. I think it was a domestic violence issue. 
was not logged in the yep. system. So if there's already a law in place that would have prevented him from from uh, purchasing a firearm, that's great. But if you're not following through on just the general uh, logistics, what's more laws going to do? And that that's it. It, w- it wasn't the citizens that failed to log that domestic uh, abuse or right. assault charge. It was literally the government that right. failed. So the government failed its own process, which allowed somebody who is prohibited from owning a firearm through their program to lawfully, quote, lawfully get a firearm, even right. though he was never supposed to. So when the government says, oh, we want to increase fill in the blank, the the only thing the government can do really well is violence. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, and that's yes. defense of the nation, right? Mil- military use is violence. So they're very good at that. And they're also the biggest perpetrators of misinformation, but that's correct. another story entirely. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Different story. We digress. But if you can't even run your own system correct, and you're trying to blame the citizens who are trying to follow that system, there's more opportunity uh, on the government side to clean their house than right. on the lawfully armed citizen. One of the other issues that's bandied about, red flag laws. Someone is charged or um, say, you know, for example, something comes up in their background that, well, shows a red flag. Hey, this person had a uh, restraining order filed against them with a spouse or uh, this person was saying threatening things like the shooter in Uvalde was saying threatening things at a Wendy's. A red flag law were it in place might have come up on their record. Uh, however, uh, those kind of seem very broad and vague as to how that legislation would be put forth. Specifically, when you hear red flag law, what do you understand that to mean? And is that a good idea, Peter Johnson? So a red flag law is a nice way of saying... Because some states have them. They do. And they're, it's saying, you haven't been charged with a crime, um, but we're going to violate your rights. And once we violate your rights, you can petition us as a government to get your rights back. That's not how rights work. If somebody has violated the law, charge them with a crime and then follow that process. But to unilaterally go in without the right to um, the right to even question it, you, they take your firearms from you, and then, then you have to apply or appeal to the government to get your right back. That's not how rights work in our country. So if they violated a law, then charge them and follow that process. But to create a law saying that you might violate a law, that's what a red flag law is. It's like, you know what, I know this person, they might violate the law, so let's take away their rights now. So if there is a person who has legitimate mental health issues, say someone who's you know easily enraged, someone who you know is seeking treatment for that, does that come up anywhere in a background check, or should that come up anywhere? So if it's a court-adjudicated mental health, uh, it is supposed to go into that NCIC background check. So if you've been directed by a court to seek mental health um, treatment, that would come up and that would prohibit you from owning a firearm. So that that system already pl- is in place. So if let's say um, let's say this Texas attacker, he was at Wendy's. There's already a law in the books for threatening to shoot people up. Yeah, it, right. In Minnesota, it's under terroristic threats. So you can actually charge somebody with a crime because right. disorderly conduct. Um, terroristic threats, etc. So a cop could engage in that individual and then petition the court for a psyche eval because clearly this 18-year-old kid, there's something wrong here and have the judge uh, mandate psychiatric treatment, which would then, should, if the government follows their own laws, 
I was just it gonna, should flag. Yeah, I was just going to say we would we've been seeing several instances of where it said he was known to police, and 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 again the police technically an agent of the government. Nothing was done. No no arrest warrant or, or, or anything. And these are things in this day and age, you can't just be dismissive of that. I don't think we should go hog wild and just arrest anybody for you know looking uh, looking suspicious. But if there are suspicious acts committed, i.e., you know, threatening to shoot up your employer, that's a problem. So Newsweek posted uh, Newsweek.com, the shooter, I won't say his name, arrested four years ago for planning an attack at 18. Okay. Arrested four years. So he was 14. Well, yeah, right. Planning an attack. And, uh, no, because it, he, cause he was a juvenile, it wasn't logged? Or how does that work? I possibly because juvenile records are separated from adult records. Sure. But if there's a mental health nexus... You could carry over that mental health piece into the NCIC background if it was um, directed by a court, which we don't know if this was or not. But the breakdown of the government system is where there's the most opportunity because it's a continual criminal or mental health issue. Isn't it amazing? Uh, government functions continue to break down, and the only ones that they want to hold responsible are law-abiding citizens. I mean, isn't that amazing? It, uh, it's, it, it's infuriating, to say the least. Uh, we do want to get to a phone call Quick, uh, Mark is on line one. Mark in St. Louis Park. Uh, go ahead, Mark. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, again, thanks for taking my call. Uh, real quick, we had the Parkland report and several things in that report. Uh, crews had easy access to the school facility, had history of mental problems. The Parkland local sheriff was a nutcase, a school board equity mandate, uh, the coward's uh, SRO hiding in the bushes. Yep. But I have a question for you. We can talk about moral relatives and lack of fathers, mental health, and those are all uh, – factors, of course, but can the expert give me any reason whatsoever if you have 19 officers in the hall and it's not a lack of access, one of the gentlemen came in there and rescued his wife, who was a teacher, got in with a shotgun and rescued his wife, I believe, and kids, so he got in. Can you give me any reason why 19 office policemen are not supposed to go and immediately neutralize a subject when many kids could be injured? Every right. second counts, they could be bleeding out. Is there any reason for not going in immediately neutralize the subject when you could have injured kids, not murdered kids. Kids were bleeding out, and every sure. second counts. Any reason, and I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, uh, Peter did cover that a little bit. It was, unfortunately, it was an order. They have, haven't verified who gave the order, but there was an order um, where, uh, I don't want to say stand down, but definitely It was hold. It, it yeah, was hold, hold. hold for a barricaded suspect. To uh, caller's point, Mark, you're absolutely correct. Injury, uh, the faster we can get treatment to injured personnel, Injured, injured victims during an active shooter, active threat, the higher probability is they'll survive because so many of them die from bleeding out. Yeah. So the the number of officers overwhelmed the attacker by a factor, and whatever that factor is, whether it was twelve or fifteen, doesn't doesn't matter. It was significant. the The tactic nationally is solo officer response, press in towards the threat, neutralize the threat, either gives up or you engage until they stop shooting. Or they stop attacking because if it's a knife or a bomb, it doesn't matter. So you're you're absolutely right. The that's where the infuriating point of this is. There's a national standard on pressing in towards the threat and putting so much professional violence towards the threat that they either give up or they stop, or they'll stop by by way of incoming rounds. One thing has to happen, and somehow somebody in the leadership position made the call to hold. And the only reason it didn't go on longer is because uh, I believe three individuals in that hallway or in that room decided to 
say, we're not going to listen to you anymore, and they breach the door themselves. So the caller, you're completely right. The, the process is press in, neutralize the threat. They either give up or they choose their fate. Once again, we are uh, honored to have Peter Johnson in studio with us. He is our resident expert on uh, firearms and crisis management and the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. We do have one final segment coming up. It's a shorter segment, so if you'd like to call in, feel free, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream up and running. One final segment with Peter in studio in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never market losses? Learn more with Dale Tondrick on the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit plus the free retirement and income book, 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. 
1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. One final segment with Peter Johnson of Archway Defense. Check out archwaydefense.com. Peter, of course, uh, in uh, expert in firearms and crisis management. One of the things that, uh, one of the solutions that has been brought forth by people who say, hey, we need to strike a balance. We want to prevent these things from happening again, but not restrict the rights of law-abiding citizens. That can happen, yet there are certain elements who don't want to hear anything less than gun control, which can't happen constitutionally. It just can't. So that being said, one of the uh, solutions I saw bandied about was a single point of entry into a school where you have to go in one area you know, check in, go through uh, secure entry, whatever else. And the most hilarious response to this was by uh, Jason Buttigieg, who's the husband of the Transportation Secretary, mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, basically saying, I've been in charge of schools before in schools and single points of entry. Criminals really want to com- uh, commit damage. They're not going to pay attention to a sign. Really? So if you say guns are banned in these premises, they're not going to pay attention. Do tell, Jason Buttigieg. So uh, the the point is, these elitists are so out of touch. They're saying, oh, my God, one point of entry? That means only one way to get out? What could possibly go wrong in an emergency of a school with 1,000 students? It's like, you have heard of the concept of doors where you can go out, but you can't get in, right? They do lock from the outside. I, this is why you can't have a conversation with these people, because they don't even have the basics of safety and security. This is what happens when you're in your elitist bubbles in New York City and Washington, D.C., Peter Johnson. Yeah, again, they're not serious people. And that sounds harsh, but they're not, because if you're serious people, you'd look at a stadium and say, how does a stadium keep people safe? Well, it has single points of entry or multiple, but controlled points of entry with security and uh, access control. But it has way more doors than that that are simply fire exits or exfil. You can only go out, can't come back in. Right. And if somebody tries to keep the door open, an alarm will go off. Right. The, there are solutions that we've seen. And maybe a single point of entry uh, after you get everybody in the school, if your school's too big, I always say localized solutions are the best solutions. Um, but access control is critical. And that's we know one of the areas that broke down in this specific attack was lack of access control with the door being propped open. Yeah, I guess uh, the one thing that we heard, another thing we heard is just like, well, the good guy with the gun narrative sure was punctured because you had all these law enforcement officers who are armed, and they didn't even go in and engage the shooter, and it was only after all these kids were dead. And my response is, well, if anything, you're making a case for the citizens to take ownership of their own security. Peter, you've cited this several times on this show. There are Supreme Court rulings that have indicated we do not have a constitutional right for law enforcement protection. Correct. So that would tell me we as citizens who have the right to keep and bear arms really ought to take that more seriously. Yeah, the Supreme Court has ruled multiple times um, that the police department and police officers have no duty to protect you as an individual citizen, which ultimately means it's your responsibility to take charge of your own personal protection and your family. Um, and that's kind of why we we build the products and training that we do at Archway Defense is to try to empower all sides of this. The you have some new training methodology. Yeah. Uh, one of the new ones, we haven't released it yet, but it'll be end of June, is a virtual reality powered by AI. We've been working on it for a couple of wow. years. Okay. So it's situational awareness, uh, introduction to explosive recognition and what bombs do and don't do, take the myth out of it, and then an active shooter. 
Uh, initially, we're launching it for stadiums, convention centers, airports, critical infrastructure. But there is a discussion on how to um, part down and bring it in for individual citizens to take charge of their own personal protection better. That's amazing. Well, uh, we do have a couple of callers. Yep. Uh, John, Bob, we have about 30 seconds. So if you can make it real quick, we'll start with John in Golden Valley on line one. John, we've got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, sure. This will be quick. So what if the FBI, with all their resources, was uh, you know managing and tracking down these potential people instead of trying to chase down every January 6th person that so much as knocked over a garbage can? Yeah, go ahead, Peter. So they uh, do, and it's even more of a reason why it's questionable of what they're doing because they are actually track, allegedly tracking that online, but they haven't, to our knowledge, interdicted or stopped one from happening. So it's a little interesting use on resources. Continue. Yeah, uh, Bob in Shoreview is online too. Again, Bob, we've got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, you were talking about mental health. It seems like most of these young school shooters have been bullied. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm not trying to blame the bullies Understood. because you know each person is responsible for their what they have done, but they bullies have contributed to the problem. The anger builds up inside of these shooters. There's something odd about them. They're picked on, you know, until they finally explode. And uh, we got to have more kindness and less cruelty in our Amen. society. Yeah, that's exactly right, Bob. We started off this this hour talking about that very thing. Why are the the, ma- the majority of these shooters young men this age, and why do they feel such despair, such hopelessness, that this is how they're going to end their time, maybe on Earth, but for sure in civilian life? So, Peter Johnson always goes by way too quick. Thanks, as always, for your contributions, my friend, and we'll catch you down the road. Appreciate it. As always, thanks for having me. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. He went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what? I had a friend that went to my computer career and they talked to me about it. He was done in just months. I did do it online. They even helped him get hired immediately after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. 
I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. AM 1280 The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.